I can feel that things are going very well for you. And I can feel that things are going very well for myself. And it feels so good when things are going well, right? It feels so good to see God's glory upon your life, right? It feels so good to me as well. We see it change and we bring it forth change because we're changed. Things are going so well for us in every area. But to maintain the atmosphere, to maintain glory to glory, is to continue on praying. Continue on praising. Continue on giving thanks. Continue on believing. Declaring. Decreeing. Commanding. So continue to be a release. We don't experience glory and say, okay, whew, we got past that. No, keep on keeping on. To shut the devil up is to continue with your praise. Because our praise still is a plan. Yes, it's formed, but it won't prosper because of the praise. I praise you, God, with prayer. I praise you, God, with my faith. I praise you, God, being grateful. I praise you, God, by releasing who you are. I praise you, God, being faithful. Being loyal unto you. As a representative on earth as it is in the kingdom have to keep on doing it keep on don't take any breaks your things going smooth sailing now yeah but to keep it to go smooth to keep it smooth to keep it you know sailing smooth gotta keep on praising gotta keep on praying have to keep on keeping on Keep it up. In fact, do it even more. Praise more. Pray more. Give thanks much more. There releases opportunities for you and I to continue to encounter. So continue to praise. Continue to pray. We got to stop thinking that when we become spiritually violent, that something gets wrong. No, we're spiritually violent. We're using our authority because we've been made right. We go down the, you know, the altar. That means something is wrong. No, we're down the altar because we've been made right. A person crying, think they're in distress. No, I'm weeping tears of joy because I'm in my mourning. I'm no longer walking in sorrow. There's nothing wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with you. I used to go to God and I used to cry every time somebody went home who did not fulfill. Because I felt like I let them down. And God said, Quenisha, I said, you will have whatsoever you say. I never said that any of you 
will have whatsoever each other say. Because if you say something and they're not saying what you're saying regarding themselves, they're going to see what they're saying. Because I said, you're going to have whatsoever you say. So that's how important you are in ministry to make sure they say what I'm saying. Mm, mm, mm. Let them make sure they say what I'm saying. Let the good news travel so they can start saying what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if I say I'm rich, but if I look in my account and I don't see myself being rich, what reality am I going to go off? Am I going to believe? Because that reality that I believe, that's what I'm going to see. That's what I'm going to respond to. That reality becomes real to me, becomes real to you. Whatever we put our attention on, the devil is after your focus. He's after your focus. He's after my focus. He's trying to cause us to take our attention off. Take your attention off your promises. Take your attention off God's plan. Take your attention off a purpose. Take your attention off a good news and put them on the bad. Put them on the negative things of this world. Yeah, things are going so well, but you still got to stand up and say, not in my house, not in my marriage, not regarding my children, not regarding my finances, not regarding my ministry, not regarding my business, not regarding a job, not regarding anything. A lot of times things are going so well, we stop praying. Prayer is not when things are going wrong. It's communicating with God, knowing that he is who he say he is. So what world are we really, really paying attention to? God's showing me how important and significant it is to release our gift. We have so many talents, but what is your gift? We all have a gift. We all have a gift. And our gifts bring forth change. People are really stressing out. Many don't want to be here anymore. Suicide, you know, is on the rise. Crimes are on the rise. But we're the ones who's shining. Because God say, arise and shine, not shine, then arise. The plan is for us to snatch them out the enemy's hand. And many of us are pushing people away because of their problems and not because of their purpose. 
Get away from me. You got evil spirits. Get away from me. You bear too much. Get away from me. You're trifling. Get away from me. You're lustful. Get away from me. No, you're talking to the vessel. You're talking to the soul. You're talking to a God-like being like yourself, but you're not addressing the demon. You're addressing the vessel. And God said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So why am I talking to you that way? It don't matter how you're operating. I know you're under the influence of the enemy. So let me go to the enemy regarding you instead. Let me shut the devil up in your life by snatching you out of his hand. By not giving up on you, not disrespecting you, not calling you the names that Satan is trying to place up on you, but calling you how God sees you. He's after our anointing. I'm trying to steal our focus. If Quenisha say, the doctor said, I have the flu, but I'm healed. Which report am I going to believe? I just spoke about two reports in one statement. The doctor said, the doctor said, I have the flu, but I'm healed. But if I know I am the healed, I wouldn't even mention the doctor's report. Because it wouldn't matter to me what he said. And many of us be quiet when we get a report. We don't want no one to know the news that we heard. We don't want no one to think that the attack came upon us as if we don't believe. But then we still go home. And we keep going home, and we keep going home, and we keep going home without fulfilling, and we read that Christ is. Because God is, so we are. The whole world is listening without you even noticing. The word say the whole world is waiting, it's groaning for the manifestation. So what are your gifts? And I'm talking to every single one of you individually. What is it that God has blessed you with gracefully to release here in such a way without you thinking about getting paid? There's not enough money in this world that can come close to someone saying, I was going to kill myself, but now I'm not. I was going to quit my spouse, but I'm not. I was going to kill my kids, but I'm not. I was going to walk off my job, but I'm not. I was going to hang myself, but I'm not. I was going to rob that bank, but I'm not. I was going to shoot up that block, but I'm not. I was going to take that drug, but I'm not. I was going to blow up the place, but I'm not. I was going to call for war, but I'm not. I was going to be selfish and steal from people and rob them, but I'm not. I was going to take advantage, but I'm not. I was going to cheat the system, but I'm not. I was going to lie on taxes, but I'm not. But I'm not, but I'm not, but I'm not, but I'm not. I was, 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 but 
not. Keyword, not. That's how important we are here with our gift. I notice, I want you to notice, when we go to God about ourselves and what we want, he doesn't answer so quickly like we want him to. When we come to God about what can we do to be used to bless others, he floods us in. Because when we take care of what he says, he take care of us. So we go to God about us having the things that we want. It's not being focused. It's not having our attention and being focused on why we actually here. It's pretty much saying, Father, I want to go on a vacation. I want to lie in the sun, in the sand, God. I want to, my whole life, I want to be a vacation. I want, you got to dream bigger than that. Because who is there with you? And what are you there doing? God wants us to really get busy regarding other people. And not just be so busy going to God about us. If you notice, the more we exalt him by helping people, we be exalted in the things that we want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every negative report, news that you and I can ever hear, that's people crying out for us. Human trafficking, they're crying out for us. People being raped, they're crying out for us. Not just the victims, but those who are doing it, crying out for us. They're crying out. They need to be spiritually disciplined. Why? Because they have no self-control. Because the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit only come from God, by God, with God. You cannot have the things of God and not walk with God. And not want God. What sense would that make? That's why he said many are suffering because of what? A lack of knowledge. You cannot be this, you know, in deception and have knowledge. There's no way that can ever happen. But for us who's aware of what it is to have wisdom and then still make poor decisions. That's how we feel so convicted because we know better than that. And the devil is trying to throw distractions that we know we're better than that. But sometimes we take our focus off and we come alongside with that deception. I don't care whether it's hanging out with somebody who you used to gossip with. There go your the set of friends that you gossip with and the set of friends that you don't gossip with because they don't gossip. Set of friends that you can drink and kick it with. These friends you can pray and soak with. Come on. God do not want any of us to be exposed misrepresenting him. How many people you see now on TV, movies, no matter if they got a clothing line, a perfume, cologne line, how many you saw 
on TV and you know them from before they got to be where they are now and they were so sold out for the kingdom and now they look like a sellout. We are needed everywhere, north, south, east, and west. We're needed in the airlines. Needed in the water. Air, water, land doesn't matter. We are needed as children of God. We have dominion. We cannot just overlook things and, or not consider things or consider places or people. That's why people, when they get in office, the first thing they do is want to rebuild a community. But guess what happens every time? It still be torn down. Busted and disgusted. Why? Because it's not the community far as the places that need the help. It's the people. If they receive the help, they're going to keep the places. You understand standing. But if they feel like they're torn down inside, how are they going to be surrounded by something? You understand? Without tearing it down as well. A marriage that's prospering wouldn't want to be around another, you know, couple that argue and fuss and cheat. And the devil trying to cause us to consider things that we never consider. Oh, I love this man. I love this woman. I would do whatever for my husband, whatever my wife. And some people would take advantage of that passion. That's why many people don't want to be so nice because they're afraid of, you understand, being taken advantage of, taken for granted. But we cannot walk in fear. Put your heart in someone and somebody would just step right on it and take advantage. You know what? Go for I love you. You know, I do whatever for you. Okay, good. Fix me something to eat. Okay. I love you, sweetie. I love you too. Then we try to figure out how can we change if they, you know, keep looking at other people. Okay, you want me to look like this? Want me to be thicker? Want me to be wider? You want my hair this way? Want me to look that way? What does it take for me to look like what you keep looking at? So I can keep your eye on me and not you look at anything else. So what can I do? You want me to add somebody else in the bedroom? I'll do anything for you, sure. I don't want to, but I don't, I don't want to lose you. Sickness and disease is not just physical. It's also emotional. Someone could punch you in the face and then somebody could say some words that feel like you're being punched in the face. Someone could stab you in your heart with their words. Just that sharp and disrespectful. How dare you? God is allowing me to show you how we're needed. There are some people who think they're too big and not eating, starving themselves. And there are some who's overeating, trying to be big, thinking that they're too skinny. There are so many people that don't love themselves, don't think they're cute. Some say, I'm ugly. Some think that this type of look looks better. I went to this country 
and the women there, I had to walk off and cry because they wouldn't leave me alone. They kept grabbing my skin. They kept grabbing my hair. They kept smelling me. I was like, wait, wait. It was so overwhelming. Wait, wait, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like 15 women all over you just looking and feeling your legs. Like, oh my God, your skin is so much softer. Oh my goodness, your hair is so much, it smells good. You have on makeup. Oh, you smell like perfume. You smell good. You are better than us. What do you mean? We don't have any of those things you have. Look at our skin. It's rough and dry. You're light. You're better. What? What? Don't ever say such a thing. It got so bad to the point I wanted to put, you understand, mud on my face. And I'm being so honest. Because they kept making it feel like, you know, light is better. If I had dark makeup foundation, I would have had that on my face to take their attention off of my skin tone. Look at your hair. Look at your clothes. You have 10, we never seen you in the same pair of shoes since you've been here. Nor the same outfit. And I was like, you want these things? Is this what you really want? If I give you these things, how would you feel? Would you feel better if I give you all my things right now? I'm here because I love you. Because you are somebody, you're beautiful. Don't ever say that ever again. I polish their toes and give them some perfume. And but the thing is, you have to feel the love for yourself within. It don't matter what kind of makeup, hairstyle, lashes, nails, clothes. It doesn't matter. Manicure, pedicure. It don't matter for us women or men. If you don't love yourself on the inside, that stuff don't even matter on the outside. We can try to dress it up. But if you don't love yourself, it's going to clearly be seen. Because there's one word to show forth if we really don't really, you know, have low self-esteem. You know, we're called insecurity. Thinking people always talking about us. Thinking that, you know, we'd be so offensive so so quickly. Somebody can say something so nice and you just take it so wrong. Because some of us gotten so used to disrespect that we expect everybody to disrespect us. And that's not the case. And so I was watching TV when I was in this country and I saw the president sit at the table feasting off this big meal wearing all this gold and these fancy garments. While these people I was with didn't even have on their shoes. Don't even know what a toothbrush is. And I'm going to tell you like this. Me and them never, you know, taking care of their teeth. Never even touched toothpaste. And you can clearly smell. You can see how their gums have became rotten. And some people, I just couldn't take being around to conversate because the smell got so much to the point I couldn't take it. 
Because their focus is not on hygiene. Their focus was on food. They just wanted food. What's deodorant? Oh, we won't buy that. We, we need food. We buy food. They do everything for food. And I noticed the kids were getting the scraps. And I said, no, let me go get some more. You go get more. I go get much more. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What is shrimp? What is crab? What is salmon? We never heard of such a thing. What is pizza? What's that? I had to walk off a lot to cry. And they knew I was going to cry. Because I would come back, my face be red, eyes be, you understand. And I mean, crying, crying. And they just so grateful. You mean to tell me, you flew hundreds and thousands and thousands of miles by yourself to come and be around us. Give us a word, pray with us, and you know, hang with us. Yeah. The women there who get married and have kids, the nurses have permission to spank them with a paddle because it causes them to do much work to keep up them in their pregnancy so they spanked them for getting pregnant but you're married I said what in the world they never even heard of an ultrasound no prenatal care so I, I had to stop saying what we have where I'm from because everything I asked they never heard so why am I, I don't even want to say anymore because I don't want y'all to feel less than because I'm here so you can feel more than And for them not to know how far along they are with their having, they only go by the size of their stomachs to know, okay, it's almost the time. And the husbands, they stay away until the baby arrives during the time of the labor because they don't know what to do. They, they get scared. They feel like, you know, a kid, like, I'm sorry, you're my wife. I'm the man of the house. And I hear you crying and, you know, nothing I can do but watch you have this baby. I can't take hear my wife scream like that and nothing I can do about it. So we're going to go behind a tree until I hear the baby cry. Then I come in the room. Never heard of an epidural. And I start wondering. If the leaders get together in these United Nations meetings and start collaborating, nation to nation, okay, your nation has this, y'all really good with this, and we're good with this, so how about we just start sharing things so we all can prosper and not one nation try to supersede them all? 
It sounds so difficult and impossible, but it's just that simple impossible by changing your way of thinking. Stop being arrogant. Stop being stubborn. Stop being greedy. And share. How about share? So many situations out here. So many. There is a a walk I am a part of to to speak at the uh, Jefferson Memorial and it's for all those who know someone or even themselves who have committed suicide or tried to attempt to kill themselves. And God has want me to say I am so glad that you have given yourself another chance. I'm glad that you see the end of that situation because you're here and that situation that you were faced with is gone. And I know you are so glad you didn't do it because you were trying to attempt to end your life because you felt like there was no other way. And now you see that there is. So I want to say I am very proud of you. That's a very emotional, you know, day, a walk. Because people are going to think about that day when they was about to do what they did not. Yeah, I was about to hang myself. Yeah, I was about to shoot myself. Yeah, I was about to stab. I was about to cut, you understand, myself. So many people came to me and said, I was going to kill myself, but I'm not now. And the reason why I don't have my phone on mute is because someone was calling my phone the whole night, wanting me to talk them out of what they was about to do. I mean, right there with pills and everything and kept saying, and I read all the messages at first, like what in the world? Let me get in touch with you. Let me get in touch with this person. What's going on? They kept saying, I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. And God kept them until I got in touch with them because God already knew how I would feel if they'd done that and I didn't, I wasn't there because I turned my phone off. And now I see this person in Aruba and vacationing, smiling, so glad. Anybody who thought about killing themselves, I know you think about how glad you are that you did and every time you think about it. Because who can forget that I was trying to kill, I wanted to kill myself. Let me first say to you, there's, that is nothing wrong with giving yourself another chance. And I want you to, think, I want you to also, let me slow my words down. There's nothing wrong with you. Many think that something is wrong. An illness is not just physical. It could be mental as well. Something's wrong with me. 
Something's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing. I had no idea God drawing all these people to me like that in a way I didn't expect them to come. 900 people waiting for a request and I'm waiting for God to let me know which ones to accept. Because some people just, you know, have negative intentions. It been some women that went from saying, I want to read your palm. I have a potion for spells. You want to spell to be rich? You want to spell to win the lottery? You want to spell for your hair to touch the floor? You know how many people receiving those spells? You want to spell to lose weight like this? Sure. And I cannot push anybody away. I have to snatch you out the enemy's hand. Even those who are lustful. There are some women who could come around lustful with women and men. Shaking and showing body parts. Being naked. To pray for them. I can't push them away. Because in the word it said Christ healed them all. Even those, you know, battling whatever, they receive the healing. Those women that read palms and practice witchcraft, they address me totally different. They can feel God's love. They can feel that I'm not afraid. They can feel that I'm a difference. And they're not going anywhere. You can't have no one to leave you if you wanted to. When they experience God and encounter God through you, they are going to be by your side no matter what. Every time you see something negative, that's God showing you how important you are. Your gift is being here. I went to my family's house yesterday and I was like, Jesus, you went from a five bedroom to a seven bedroom. All your homes are so big, so nice. In the driveway, everybody had a BMW. And I'm like, wow, y'all living like that. I'm so happy for you. And then quickly I start thinking, God, I want this too. What do I have to do? God mm-hmm. said, keep doing what you're doing. I don't want your mind on you. I don't want your attention on you. I want your attention on them. I want your attention on their soul. I want your attention on their heart, their mind, on them, and not what they have. I want your attention on them so you can see all that I have for you 
where your attention is on them. I don't want your attention on anything else. I realize how serious God is about him doing what he can do. We serve a God that can do anything. And a lot of times we get upset with him without wanting people to know because we think if you can do anything, then how come you're not doing it then? But you have to realize, look how we come into him. We come into him as if he's not him. As if he's not what he say he is. How come you can't do what I'm asking you to do? Because he want you to know that he already did. Until you understand who I am, you're not going to understand anything coming from me. My thoughts are not mere man thoughts. Neither are my ways. So stop coming to me mere minded. Stop asking me to heal you when I already sent my son to do that. Stop asking me to deliver you. I already came to do that. Just be aware of what you already have. If you're looking forward to receiving what I have done already in the sense that you have to get it done, then you're not going to see it. You're not going to experience it because you don't know it. How can you receive what you don't know? How can you be aware that you're receiving what you're not even looking, you know, looking out for? You are where your attention take you. You are where your attention take you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil is after your anointing. Your anointing is your gift that causes you to be wonderfully, uniquely made. And you know what that gift is. Let me ask you this. You know what your gift is. Are you releasing your gift to benefit you or to benefit them? When you release your gift, what are you thinking about? And who are you thinking about? We exalt God. He exalt us. We don't have to exalt ourselves. You'll look around and notice that you already have everything. comes to recipes what do we think about when we release our gift to bless people with the love that we put in the food or are we thinking about the money that we get for them paying for what we just released for them to eat see when we release our gift we can't think about us because the gift is not for us we benefit, yeah, because we're the vessel. But it's for them. 
This man has a gift. He has a show. And he said, God called me to locate dead bodies that were in swamps and rivers and oceans. It could be accidentally, I mean, accidentally, or it could be, you know, something happened horrifically. It doesn't matter. He used this kind of water, you know, water solar device. He has a whole crew with him. They always pray, give God thanks, and he always give God the glory. It'd be some cases that was 25 years, some two years, some one year. One guy giving himself into a river and couldn't get out and drowned. His family been looking for him for over 15 years. And the guy was led by Holy Spirit to what body of water he was in. He used this tractor and lift up the truck and the tag was the same tag. There was reported missing that he was last seen in. And his family knew that's our son in that truck. You found our boy. You found our boy. But he did not show him in the truck because that would have not been, you know, pleasant to see. It would have been just bones sitting in the front seat. Who wants to see? No one wants to see that. And you know when you find people, you know, you solve cases and you get a reward, 25,000, whatever. He doesn't receive any rewards. He said, I don't want any rewards. I, I do this in my sleep. I love this. I do this for free. And look how God is exalting him. So many people are being drawn to him. Can you help me find my loved one? Can you help me find, find? Oh, he's, oh, he's blowing up so much. God knows how to exalt. We don't. God's exaltation lasts forever. Ours only lasts for a short period of time. Hallelujah. We realize we're putting out more than we're taking in. Then we become frustrated. My gift is to inspire, to motivate, to help, to snatch people out of the enemy's hand. And I cannot misuse my gift and do it complete opposite. Or I cannot use my gift and want to get paid from it. Just love to do it and let God do the rest. God knows exactly how to bless us. It's not that God don't want us to have what we ask him for. You just that he wants us to ask bigger than that. What, do you, what is that? That's nothing. And many of us ask what we already have. Not aware is already there. So it's like when it comes to me asking God for things, sometimes it takes me a long time to ask. I'm like, I don't even know what to ask. What am I asking for? What do, what, what do I want to say? 
It's like you're learning how to talk to God. On, you know, on a level knowing that you are a child of God. I know that it's already finished, so I can't talk to you in the sense of you getting it done. No matter what, person, place, or thing. So I have to talk to you from the finished work. I have to talk to you, you know, using my faith. I have to talk to you from a, you know, on a different level than this earthly reality. So what am I asking you? And every time I think about what can I ask you, I just wind up saying thanks. <laughs> just thanks. Whatever, no matter what I ask, you already done it. Thanks. You know how many people, even us at times, feel like, you know what? Satan, you done messed up now. Satan, you done messed up now. You done messed up now. Not in my house. Not with my family. Not with my children. Not with my ministry. Not with any connection. Having a gift to heal. But I realize it's not what I say. Even though I say what he said, we're going to have whatsoever we say as an individual. Ten people can say what God's saying to you and I, but it's going to take you and I to say what we want to see regarding you and I. And it's going to be what we say it is as a vessel. And God had to tell me, Quenisha, don't, don't beat yourself up. Because I hate to see somebody go home prematurely. So I have to make sure you say what he said so you can see his results. Isn't that an important assignment? To help people change their way of thinking. Yes, Father. for all of you I do and I can see many of you changing your way of thinking people that we say celebrities no matter who they are no name mentioned there was a celebrity God said was saying that he was going on a vacation but he really was going to never come back again. He was going to kill himself and that nation not come back. And God says I want you to go to his YouTube page because he listened to his fans on YouTube. But don't 
you know, be outspoken specifically on what I'm having you to say because others can see that and I don't want to expose him. You know, who wants to be exposed of, you know, you're going to kill yourself, you know. So I don't even remember what God had me to say to him, but I thank God that he didn't go on that trip. And he knew that it was from God. That's like you. You get a phone call from somebody you've never even met and they say something that you know you're about to do. You know it's God. For one, I don't even know you. How do you know what's going on? And it's not for us to be like, oh my goodness, you know, you got in touch with this person or that person. You know, sometimes we look at people higher than ourselves because of, you know, their level of influence in the earth. But a lot of times, we're not aware that we're lifting up people who God is trying to, you understand, bring them down. And we keep trying to lift them up because they're not being positive regarding being an influence. So many, you know, artists out here and we're thinking that you made it. You made made it where? Look how many children and people following after your negative words, negative deeds. You're leading them in the wrong way. Money don't make you, you know, money can't do, money can't do anything but be spent. And, mm-mm-mm. oh God, yes, God. Mm-hmm. And we looking like, you know, you made it. You were a success. Look at your big match and your car. Yeah, those things are good, but how did you get them? Even when it comes to us in ministry, how did you get them? Is it being positive or negative? So many of us are cheating people. Especially in some of these restaurants. Nasty. But people don't know. They're not in the kitchen. Some of us dropping food, picking it back up, putting it on a plate again. God showed me this pastor. He said, I'm going to be a pastor because that's a way to get rich. Fast. So he opened up a church and he was sown into his life. And then guess what? He ran around his old neighborhood in a convertible with all kinds of Rolexes and chains and glasses and all, suitcase filled with money. And people start realizing, you're not in this for God. You're taking from us to gain your own profit. And guess what they did? They robbed them. Beat them up and robbed them. Took all their things back. When Christ said we're not going to make his father's house out to be a mockery, that meant using our gifts to get paid. That's what they were doing. They were, they, were, they were selling, you know, they, using their gifts to make money. Our gifts is not for us to make money. 
But God will cause wealth to be upon our life because of the gifts. But it can't be us trying to make things happen that way financially. Does this make any sense? People sowing to me and homes being foreclosed. Children don't have that much, you know, things, clothes. And yet I have this mansion. All these cars, all this land, and you about to be foreclosed. Does that make any sense? Is that in the land flow of milk and honey? That wasn't even in the wilderness. You understand? Seriously. It's not for us to say, I made it. We made it. So when you see things that are troubling, God just showing you how important you are being here. And how serious it is to release your gift. Think about all the people that came to you and I and said thank you. Now, had we not been there, what would they have been? And what would they have been thankful about? They wouldn't have had nothing to be thankful for at that moment because we wasn't there. All the people that came to me and said, I was going to kill myself. Now, had I not ministered to them, what would that put them? And think about the rest of them out here. People out here every day needing us. Every day. Every day. People doing drugs to escape. Popping pills to escape. Beating on people to escape. Many are taking advantage of other people. Got human trafficking, baby trafficking, selling babies, getting pregnant to sell babies. I thought it was a good idea for a man to donate his bodily fluids to help another couple have a baby. And God said, I never said that was okay. I'm like, oh, never mind. That's a whole nother subject. That's a whole nother subject. Because <laughs> that's saying that God cannot. And we're putting our hands and doing things on our own. Reminds me a lot of Sarah and Hagar regarding Abraham. Your child, your child, your DNA is your DNA, no matter what family it's with. See, the devil wants us to think some things are good to do, but it may not be godly to do it. Now, you have a bloodline spreading across the world, thinking you're doing stuff to help other families 
that God can also release, you know, a child out of them. If you be patient and wait. Now you have DNA spread it out. That's you passing down from your bloodline, your inheritance, spiritually, that's spreading elsewhere and being taught and raised in the way that you were created to teach. Like I said, it's a whole other subject. <laughs> I, I thank you so much for listening. So I'm going to end this episode by saying some confessions. And these confessions are promises that I will never go backwards again. I will only believe and move forward to fulfill. I will never become entangled again. I will be sober and watch. I will never ever forget who I am. Because every time I do anything, I mean in the past that wasn't like God, I felt as if I let you guys down. Because I know that my life is not my own anymore. And I know I know better than that. So I don't just give God my yes. I also give you my yes. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I love you.